Well, that worked out perfectly because we're going to talk about loving our city, right? And we're also going to be talking about the APES today, so that's, that's even better. Uh, on your way in, you should have gotten a couple different things, okay? You should have gotten a little tag that kind of looks like that or a smaller version of it, all right? And we'll be talking about that in a second. And then you should have gotten maybe a little band as well, right? Hopefully you got one of those. If not, you can grab one on the way out, all right? Uh, but we are starting a new series today called Be the Gift, all right? And we're going to jump to that in a second. But first, I want to share a little bit about uh, what we talked about last week, because it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today, all right? So last week, we kind of challenged you, if you will, to give sacrificially, right? And to be generous with your finances. Like we pressed into that and pressed into your finances. And we put out there this, this faith goal, if you will, of $100,000 across our three campuses. And the Lord didn't think that was enough. And the Lord blessed us with 105,000 giving across all of our campuses last week. Yeah, right? Like an awesome, awesome thing. But here's what I want to tell you guys is this. Man, I'm super proud of us as a campus as well, all right? Because here as our own campus, we gave around 8,000 of that. And like for our little, little campus here, that is impressive and that is awesome. And as we talked about, if we don't give sacrificially, that would have never happened, right? It would have never happened. But it's also cool to see just in this past week how some of you have been sharing like, hey, we gave to that and the Lord's already blessed us in that through one way or another. Like he's provided through that. And so it was really cool to hear and to see that. And so thank you for that. Thank you for your sacrificial giving. That is something to be celebrated, right? And we had this verse that we introduced last week, Genesis 26, 12. And it says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than what was sown for the Lord blessed him, right? And so we were asking you to sow into that last week. Like, what can you give that can be sown and then can be multiplied? And so that's a, a, that's a beautiful thing for the Lord to give us that we as churches across this city can sow into our city, right? Like, that's a pretty sweet thing that we get to be a part of. So this morning, as we come off this week of Thanksgiving, all right, I want to start with a psalm of Thanksgiving, all right? And so in Psalm 138, I got to get there real quick, but in Psalm 138, David is writing this psalm of Thanksgiving to the Lord, and I think it plays well into what we're talking about last week and what we're talking about today, all right? So it starts like this. It says, I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Check this. For your constant love and truth. You have exalted your name and your promise above everything else. Right? Like in that offering, he exalted his name. He showed what he can do. Right? But then on that day, I called and you answered me. Right? Like, wow. Okay. And you increase strength Within me, all the kings on earth will give you thanks, Lord, when you, when they, excuse me, when they hear what you have promised. They will sing of the Lord's ways, for the Lord's glory is great. And though the Lord is exalted, He takes note to the humble, but He knows the haughty from a distance. And if I walk into the thick of danger, you will preserve my life for the, from the anger of my enemies, and you will extend your hand, your right hand will save me, and the Lord will f- fulfill His purpose. For me, Lord, your love is eternal. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Now, do you you catch the thanksgiving in there? 
Like he says it a couple times, right? Like, thank you for this, thank you for that, but thank you so much, Lord, for you are exalted through this, right? You are exalted through this, and so I'm thankful for that. But in verse 8, this is what's going to kind of play into where we're going today, okay? In verse 8, he says this. He says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. So we talk about a lot here at New City that the Lord has a purpose for you, right? A specific purpose and reason that he has put you not only here on this Sunday morning, but he has put you in the place that he has put you each and every day, whether it be your workplace, whether it be your family, whether it be here on a Sunday, whatever that is, he has put you there for a purpose and a reason, right? And he has put you there so that you then can glorify him through that. Now, as we're walking through this series being the gift, here's the thing that we're going to kind of make a little twist on the Christmas story, all right? We have the greatest gift or the greatest story to share. It's the story of Jesus and what he's done. But in that, you carry that gift as a gift to give to the people of this city, right? So we have the name tags to and from, right? Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to take that name tag for a second and I'm peel it off and stick it on you. All right, so go ahead. It's interactive. Go ahead. All right, peel it off and stick that sticker on you because here's why or what we want to think through through this series that you are the gift. Now, not that you're the ultimate gift, but that you are a gift to this city. God has put you here or wherever you are for a purpose and a reason, and He wants to use you to be the gift. Now, again, don't forget the gift that we carry. Right, the gift that we have, the story of Jesus and what he has done for us. Okay, so as we're walking through this series, here's a couple things we're gonna look at. All right, we're gonna be talking about how God is not done with us. Right? God is not done with us. Then we're gonna be talking about how we are the local church, or as the local church, are the ones that God has sent to proclaim his love to the world. Right? Us then being the gift. And we also believe that God has given a gift called New City to the city of Kansas City. That's a lot of cities, right? But he has given the gift of New City to Kansas City. Now, I don't want you to, to, to think, okay, we think New City is awesome, right? Like we're the gift. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean that each and every one of us make up New City Church, right? Each of us. So then we are the gift to the city. Does that make sense? So turn to the person to your left or your right or behind you or somewhere and say, I'm a gift, There you go, right? I am a gift. Now, here's the thing. When we think about gifts, okay, gifts come in this beautiful packaging, right, all wrapped up nice and pretty little bow on top, all right? Now, you're not going to go wrap yourselves, right, or stick a bow on your head. Maybe you will. I don't know. But here's the thing, right? It's not about the wrapping and the bow. It's typically about what is inside the wrapping and the bow, right? That's typically the gift. And so what we're going to be talking about today is the gift that you have inside you, all right? So turn to the person next to you, left to you, right to you, behind you, wherever, and say, you have a gift. You have a gift, right? Again, the gift is inside you. Now, you may feel like if I were a gift, man, my bow would be smashed, my wrapping would be ripped, and my package would be broken, right? But here's the thing. God is still working on you. And not only is God still working on you, God's still working on me, and God's still working on us. But here's the thing that's amazing about God, 
is that even though God's still working on you and God's still working on me and God's still working on us, he chooses to use us to be the ones that will share the story of who Jesus is. He chooses us, right? And that makes him pretty amazing in that. So when we talk about this gift that is within us, all right, today we're going to look at three things about that gift that is within us. All right, so this is going to be familiar language because a couple months ago we were in the book of Ephesians, and that's where we're going to be this morning. All right, so if you have your Bibles, turn over to Ephesians chapter 1, and that's where we're going to sit for a minute. And if you have the New Living Translation, you're going to be spot on this morning with what we're talking about here, okay? So if you recall, the book of Ephesians was a letter written to the church at Ephesus, right? Paul sent that letter to them to kind of, hey, give them some guidance, but then they would take that letter and they would pass it on to these other churches around Ephesus. And so in that, he's kind of given them some direction, like, hey, here's maybe what you need to do, okay? And here's what he says in Ephesians 1 verse 12. It says, God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. All right, so that's his purpose with the Jews. Now look, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news, the gospel, right? And that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. And he did this. So that we would praise and glorify him. All right, so what's the gift that's been given? What's the gift that's inside of each of us as a follower and believer of Jesus? It's the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit resides in each of us. And once we have what, do we then receive the Holy Spirit? Well, we have believed in Jesus, right? We've heard the truth, but then what does it say there? Right? They heard the truth, the good news that God saves you, but then they believed in Christ. Right? So when we hear the truth and we believe in Christ, he then identifies us as his own and the Holy Spirit is given to us. All right? So Jesus gives the gift of the Holy Spirit when we believe. Now, some would say, okay, that's a goofy gift. Right? Like, I like gifts that, that help me out. I like tools. I like toys. I like the things that help me out. So what is it that the Holy Spirit is going to do for me? Now, it seems a little selfish, right? But we may ask that question. Okay, this is an awesome gift, but what does it do for me? Well, here's what it does. In verse 14, right, it says this. It says, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he has promised. All right, so when we're talking about this gift... That is within us, this gift guarantees God will give us the inheritance. He will give us an inheritance, right? And we spent some time on that verbiage when we were back in Ephesians. The inheritance that we have, that we are a part of the family of God. Now, if it's guaranteed, what does that mean for us, right? Because you're buying Christmas gifts and you maybe want a a money-back guarantee, right? So what does guarantee mean? Well, here's the definition of guarantee. A formal promise or assurance that certain conditions will be fulfilled, right? A formal promise or assurance that certain conditions will be fulfilled. So he's saying, look, this is a promise. This is an assurance. This is a guarantee that you will be in the kingdom of God, right? Like it guarantees it. So the gift guarantees you belong to God. 
The Holy Spirit guarantees that you belong to God. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit also does, okay? The Holy Spirit is within us. It reminds us that those who believe belong to God, right? That you belong to God. You no longer belong to yourself. You belong to God. You no longer belong to the flesh. You belong to God, right? You belong to him. Now, here's the thing. Just as Abby mentioned and just as I think Jake even mentioned, like oftentimes we forget that we belong to God. We don't make Jesus Lord of our life. And what do we try to do? We try to take it into our own hands, don't we? We try to control the situation and the Holy Spirit is there within us to remind us, no, 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 look, you belong to God, right? You belong to God. And here's the funny thing about that, all right, is that while our flesh is wanting to be like the world, the Holy Spirit's going, no, 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 look, you need to be like Jesus. That's where you need to be, and that's who you need to be, and that's what you need to act like, okay? So the Holy Spirit is then within us. Here's the final thing is this. The Holy Spirit wants to get big in us, right? The Holy Spirit wants to get big in us. This gift wants to grow big within us. Over 30 times in Scripture, there is a name or a title given to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is residing within us. Here's a couple examples, all right? Comforter. He's the counselor. He's the teacher. He's a convictor. Ooh, okay. But also there's a couple things that he gives. He gives wisdom. He gives knowledge, right? We see all that in Ephesians uh, chapter 1 right here. He gives wisdom. He gives knowledge. He gives the comfort, but also he gives gifts, right? The Holy Spirit gives gifts. So when we're talking about what does the Holy Spirit give to us, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. But here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit is big within us and the Holy Spirit is getting bigger within us, then we are beginning to measure up to the fullness and the standard of Christ. Right? So look, let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. And this is going to be familiar language because this is what Jake was just talking about. But also this is what we talked about a couple months ago. But again, it's a big deal for us in what we truly believe in our giftings. All right, so Ephesians 4, um, verse 11, it says this. I lost it. Oh, my goodness. There we go. Okay, and he personally gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors or shepherds, and some to be teachers for the training of the saints in the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. Right? Measured by Christ's fullness. So look here. When we have the Holy Spirit growing within us, then our desire to be more like Jesus begins to grow within us as well. And when the Holy Spirit grows within us, it also works bigger and bigger within us. All right, now look here at this picture of all this, okay? So God gave Jesus, right? Jesus gives the Holy Spirit. Jesus even says, hey, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come back in the book of Matthew, right? So God gives Jesus, Jesus gives the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit gives gifts, right? To who? To the ones that the Holy Spirit resides in. So why is it that we often get to that point and then it stops, Right? Like we don't give any 
more beyond that through our giftings that we've been given. Does that make sense? So let me say it again. God gave, Jesus gives, Holy Spirit gives. It should keep on track. We should then be the gift to those around us, giving in the giftings that we've been given, right? So let's remind ourselves of what those giftings are, okay? As uh, Jake just mentioned a little bit ago, and we didn't, we didn't plan that either, but here's the deal, the apest, all right? It's right there in Ephesians 4. <laughs> Excuse me, good grief. It's the Holy Spirit, I guess, yeah, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. The apest, all right? So we have the apostle. Go ahead and pop that up there. I love to start new things, right? The apostle. I love to start new things. The prophet. I'm scared to breathe now. I'm passionate about God being the priority in all that we do. The evangelist. I love to tell people about God. The shepherd or the, um, as he puts it here, the pastor, right? I love leading, caring, and protecting the church. And then the teacher, I love teaching others about God, right? I love teaching others about God. Now, here's the thing. You can't say, well, I don't have any of those. You have all of those, but you have some that flex more than others, right? As Jake was talking, he said he's a high A and a high P, right? Myself, I'm a high A and I'm a high T, Right, So I love to start new things, but I also love to teach people about the things of God. But for you, each and every one of us have one of those that typically is stronger than all the others. All right, But here's the thing, we don't want it in this series and over these next couple weeks as we begin to talk about it, we don't want that to just stop. Right, We want you to flex those gifts, to be a gift to the city, to be a gift to those around you, and to be a gift in the places that God has put you. So, there's a couple things that we need in that, though. And here they are, if you're, if you're keeping notes. We need to connect, we need to serve, and we need to grow, right? Because here's the thing. How in the world are you going to equip this church if you don't have any church friends? Right? Like, if you have no church friends, it's going to be hard for you to build up the saints for the work of the ministry. Right? So we need to have church friends. We need to connect with one another. But also, if we're not serving alongside each other, then it's going to be hard for us to continue to grow one another through our giftings that we've been given. Because what does it say there in Ephesians? It says, look, for the training of the saints, in verse 12, for the training of the saints in the work of the ministry to build up the body of Christ. That's why those gifts have been given to each and every one of us. So that we can build up one another, but also build up this body that the Lord has created here. Okay? So, here's another question for you. Who are you allowing to equip you? Like, who around you is pouring into your life so that you then can be growing? Right? Who around you has the Lord put there for you to grow? spiritually and to grow into your giftings that he has given you so turn to the person to your right left back front and say over the next couple weeks i'm going to be a gift (laughs) that that was amazing that was amazing all right so here's a couple things i want to ask you okay as we kind of conclude today and again this is kind of an intro to this series and what we're going to be talking about and looking at all right First is this, if you don't know what your apest is, let's find it, 
All right? If you don't know what your APEST is, let's find it. So you can go to fivefoldsurvey.com and you can take this short little survey and it'll shoot out these results for you of kind of a summary of, of maybe who and how you're gifted. All right? Here's the other thing. I would ask that you have maybe somebody around you that knows you well take that too. Okay? Because what you may find is that we are really good at tricking ourselves, right? And you'll answer a question the way that you want to so that you'll come out with a letter you want to, right? So if you have somebody else that takes it, they can say, well, mine was not even close to yours, right? So maybe you need to go back and retake it, okay? But I want to challenge you. If you don't know what your APIST is, let's find it. Also, can you promise me that you will begin to be a gift to those around you this holiday season? Raise your right hand. No, I'm totally kidding. All right. Will you promise to be a gift? Okay. Now, here's the thing. If we begin to share this gift, we're going to see that other people around us will be drawn to Christ. Right? We'll be drawn to Christ. Now, that offering that we took last week has challenged me a little bit in stretching my faith of what God can do. He truly has. And so I'm going to put this out there for you, and maybe you can join in praying with me. All right? It's going to seem maybe large. I don't know. I think it seems kind of even small. But here's the thing. In this next year, I'm praying that we have 30 baptisms. And I think the Lord can do it. I truly do. I hope to see 30 people come to know Christ over this next year. Man, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing for the Lord to bless that? Right? And I think he can. And I think he truly will. So, how can we be a gift to those around us this Christmas season? Also, third and final thing is this. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life over these next couple of weeks? Right? Kind of a second promise. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life over these next couple of weeks? Well, what's that going to begin to look like? Well, just as Jake said, right? We need to be abiding. We need to be sitting with the Lord in his word and in scripture and spend time with him to see what the Holy Spirit reveals to us and what he shares with us. But also, if you're not using your gifts, man, let's start to open that hand and allow that giving to happen. Sound good? Yeah? Can you promise those things for me and with me? Yeah? All right. Awesome. Well, let me pray for us and then we'll continue on. So, Father, I just thank you so much uh, for today. I thank you so much for the giftings that you have given each and every one of us. And Lord, over these next couple weeks, Lord, may we share the gift that is within us, your Holy Spirit, Lord, but also the good news of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Father, we are so thankful for that. And Lord, as we come into this Christmas season, we begin to reflect on the time that your son was born. Father, may we remember just that that is the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful story that ends even more beautifully. And so, Father, we just thank you for that. And we thank you for the gift that you have given us through your son. But, Father, we also thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been placed in each and every one of us as we are a follower and believer of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that Holy Spirit. And, Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will move within our hearts and stir our hearts, not only in this afternoon, but over these next couple weeks, Father, as we explore that even a little more deeper. And so, Father, we're thankful for who you are and what you've done. And we praise you. And, Father, we come to you with thanks for what you've done in this past week of our offering, and Lord, the blessing that you bestowed on that. And Lord, we look forward to how you're going to bless us in the weeks ahead. And we just pray all these things in your awesome and powerful name. Amen.